Good evening, everyone, and hello, hello to another episode. Hello to another episode. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. My name is Keith. Josh. Zenus. And Bryce. We're the Dungeon Boys. They're the Dungeon Boys. I'm the Dungeon I'm the Dungeon Man, I guess. I'm the Dun- I'm the DM. I'm the Dungeon Man. We've already said this before. Yep. Uh, as a quick disclaimer before this episode, we're gonna be a little bit gargly. Uh, the stuff that you, what that affects y'all, the goldenrod, is that it? Yeah. I guess it affects me as well. They call it the allergy. The allergies are in full yeah. swing. Everybody's got tickles and pickles in their throats, and we're going to be coughing a little bit. Might be a little bit of clearing of the throat. We just want to notify you of that. We're not sick. We're not dying. We do not have the Ebola plague. I am sick, just with a cold. Zenus is sick, actually is on his deathbed, so if you... Um, Please. Yeah, he needs some help. Watch the video. Recordings. <laughs> please listen to our podcast, please. Visit us at Patreon.com. Yeah. <laughs> to please save watch Zena. our audio podcast. <laughs> to save Zenith for life, go to Patreon.com slash Tank Media Network. Yep. Um, but for real, though, if you like the show, follow us on Twitter at Tank Media Games. Heck, hit us up on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Tank Media Network if you want to check that out. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Last week, uh, Ronald Witherbranch was killed by Grimm. Uh, he claimed he got Arlo real upset because he uh, poked f- a little fun at Arlo and, and his master Briar. Uh, but before all that, they saved the family they were seeking underneath the manor. And that family, uh, whenever they were greeting and kind of shaking hands, the youngest daughter uh, shook hands with Grimm, and then they each had a, a startling transformation into these weird Osimar creatures. Uh, that no one had ever seen before. And I'm, I'm still unclear. Did we save the family, or was that like, do we still get get point, points for that? Like, um, yes, because they kind of like Wonder Twin powers activated, and then they, they couldn't have done it without me. Yeah, you were not. That is off, true. You were not offered points for your success. I, just, um, I was unaware because we got there and it was like we're going to save you. And it's like, no, we're good. I'm out. Yeah. Peace well, out, y'all. Well, in. I don't know if I described it well enough, but they did not expect to be leaving that way. That, that is very true. That was not yeah, their, I, their expectation. I got that one. Uh, but they did disappear out of that room um, into the eyes of a teddy bear, which then sucked itself into itself. Uh, but that's what happened last time. At the very end, they interrogated... It's not the girl, it's the teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> they interrogated a young guard... Uh, who didn't have a whole lot to say to him. I think Briar's name was rent, was mentioned in the fact that he was forced to leave. His name Lonesome. was rendered on our servers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it. You are now standing above this guard. Uh, there are people, very few people still trickling out of the manor after the gruesome, what they believe to be murder on the front lawn. Grim, have you detransformed? Yes. Yes, you did detransform. You're no yeah, longer scary yeah. looking. He did it while all the people were trickling. Um, yeah. yeah, and Jack and I spoke. I searched what's his man's body. Yeah. And Burb came back. Burb came back, uh, and, and Jack Law spoke to Bruner, Grimm's father. And Bruner was a little bit disappointed uh, to see that his son had turned into a demon and killed a man on <laughs> in his front yard. Yep. Bert um, came back a little richer. Yeah, Bert mm-hmm. came back with a sack full of gold, uh, and we'll see. We'll, maybe we'll no, have you, a. You already dealt with that. We did. Yeah, because Burb was. Um, I forget what he said, but Burb kept the gold. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, y'all yeah. had a conversation about the mm-hmm. gold, but um, eventually we will. I was going to say I'll deal with that as far as letting you know what oh, happened <laughs> with Burb whenever we figure that out. But uh, the city is on high alert. There are people screaming and leaving the manor. Uh, there are more guards on this property that will have likely been alerted. 
uh, and things are still rather tumultuous here as you have this conversation, you are free to act as Ronald Witherbranch Ronald Witherbranch's body lies dead in the front yard, as well as a couple of guards that you killed in the front yard. I didn't kill them. You knocked them out? Yeah, they're unconscious. One of them um, was wrapped in spider web. I think I cut him loose and healed him, but he was poisoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't kill You just incapacitated (laughs) him. Another one crawled away, Mm -hmm. and the fourth one we let go. It's been a week or so, a couple weeks since we recorded last, so we're getting everything straight. But you're free to act. I was sitting down. I remember that. Yeah. The three of you are free to have conversation to figure out what it is you're going to do and to do it. Gentlemen, I'm unclear. Are we are we still the good guys or are we the bad guys? I don't know if we should be running from this scene or wait until the other authorities arrive. I believe it was a fine line before we even got here. I believe... <coughs> excuse me. I believe Jack is right. Got a little throat tickle grim. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Transforming into a demon has that effect. <laughs> I think Jack is right, Arlo. If we were to stay here, uh, we would be seen as the bad guys. I did kill Ronald, uh, so I'm going to leave. Uh, feel free to do as you please. Well, we started this thing together. I think we stick together. Uh, perhaps we should return to what's his name? The uh, guy. Corgus. Corgus Mark. Corgus. The leader yeah. of the LID. Yeah. You're a recruiter? Yeah, that's I Corgus. we should return to Corgus. Corgus got us into this. <sighs> I stand oh up. That's the noise I make when I stand up. Grim, I don't remember how much health he had. Um, but Cleverly disguised his throat clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. He, um, he, was, he was hurting a bit, so yeah, he stands up kind of wearily. All right. Uh, everybody roll side. perception for me. Oh. oh. I got oh, my poop. I need my papers. 13. Bryce is standing up to grab his papers. What did you roll? 18 plus 5, I think. All right, so every... What was that you rolled, Josh? 15. Everybody hears it from inside the manor and from kind of around the the sides of it as well. You hear the sounds of guards shuffling towards you and shouting, They're probably still in the front lawn. We've got to go get them. We need to leave. And I immediately run the opposite direction. Okay. We'll give Bryce a second to get back to the table. Um, this is, is this like a hurried run, or is this like a professional, I'm getting out of here, Terminator 2 style run? Um, I don't, you're talking about specifically me? I don't yeah. look... Dis- is this like a panic run? No, Grim, Grim's not panicking, he's just, he's running as fast as he can, but I mean, he, he has a, not pleasant demeanor, he has a, um, what's the, what's the, what's the word? Polite? Polite no way. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, not sure what you mean by this. Um, like, well, away well kept. He's not, like... Regal. A confident. He's running confidently. I, I don't Majestic. know. Majestic. I think we spent enough time on the gate. Yep. Uh, what, yeah. They, Grim is running. Arlo? Oh, I'm right behind him. Arlo's right behind him. Oh, I'm going. All right, there's the three of you run. <clears throat> I'm going to need you to... Let's, we'll roll athletics checks. Um, until you get through the the courtyard here, Nat 20, and we'll baby. see exactly how whether these guards gain on you or whether they end up seeing you or whatever. So if everybody would please roll athletics. Four. Oh lord. Oh boy. Fifteen. All right. So these guards are <clears throat> seemingly catching up. They're not within eyesight yet, 
But these, you, the the sounds you are hearing, they are closing the gap on you. Especially Arlo, who has fallen a little bit behind with his short legs. As the two of you tall boys go sprinting across the courtyard, Arlo, you've fallen about ten feet behind your compatriots. Can I like, try and pull him along? So uh, sure, Arlo, if you'd like to roll again with advantage with help. All right. Seven. Hey. All right. So <laughs> again, these these guards, they're they're obviously still. What was what were your your roles actually? Your nat twenty. Nat twenty. They're not gaining on this boy. Yeah, Grim is actually taking the lead here. He is he is ahead of the two others. I got fifteen. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> they're they're gaining on the two in the back. So Grim has has kind of edged you all out with his speed. He is injured. There's adrenaline pumping. He's just transformed into a demon. So he gets about ten feet ahead of you guys. Uh, Jack Law, you're in the middle, 10 feet behind Grim, but 10 feet in front of Arlo, who you tried to pull along with you, but <clears throat> maybe the sweat, maybe the, the just the excitement of the moment, you can't couldn't quite hold on to his arm. So the three of you... It's like NASCAR. He's into the yeah, wall. Yeah, so the three of you uh, kind of in this line are sprinting across the courtyard, um, and you can hear those voices getting close to, closer to you. But I just uh, you, guys. you do make it to the gate. You make it to the gate, and you look out on the courtyard where people are... There's a great crowd of people um, that are looking in towards the courtyard or towards the uh, the manor, towards the, the the lawn where you're running from. So you've made it to the gate and you're looking out into the inner circle of the city where people are still. There are people screaming. There are people shouting like, "The constable is dead! The constable is dead! Uh, there, there's a tragedy at the manor! There's murder! Murderers are on the loose!" Uh, and there are just people moving in and out, and uh, a throng of people trying to figure out what's going on, why everybody's on high alert out here in this, in this uh, court, in this inner circle. And you guys have but a split second to decide what you will do next as you see this. I'm going through. I say to, I guess I, guess I turn around and say I'm going through, and I I run into the crowd. Okay. Yeah. Any any way we can get to Corgus, I'm all for. Okay. Uh, I'm a follow. All right, so you guys enter the crowd. You're bumping through people left and right. Um, I'm going to ask you to roll. This is less strength, and I feel like more of the dexterity and acrobatics thing uh, for you to be able to slice your way through this crowd and how much speed you gain. I pull up my hood as well. Okay. Would that be like a stealth? or? Um, If you're intending to hide, it would be stealth. So that's a decision you guys need to make. Right now it sounds like you're just trying to bust through this crowd. Yeah, I'm just busting through. Just busting. So dex? Uh, yeah. I got a natural one. <laughs> oh boy. So Grim, Grim sprints ahead of you through the, through the, the manor's <laughs> courtyard. And as soon as, as soon as he runs through the crowd, one of the fatter patrons of, or one of the fatter members of Lonesome, he just like runs into a real heavy set dude and hits him in this belly and then Boom. bounces off of him. And you, Grim, you kind of trip and slide and kind of hit your knee. And you're not prone, oh, but you drop man. to a knee and you lose some speed there as Arlo and Jack Law catch up to you. What did you guys roll for decks? Seven. Okay. Twenty-one. A whole. Right. So Jack Law, like a knife through butter, just whoosh, 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 like he's skiing through this cr- through this crowd, and uh, he he kind of you guys almost really lose sight of him as he goes through. Arlo, as you run through, you almost trip over Grim's leg as you run past him, but you do um, hop over that leg a little bit, and you're slower making your way through the crowd. You can each kind of see the other. Uh, Grim, you can see Arlo as he's making his way at the, most of these people's waists, um, and Arlo, you can see through the crowd the, the flow of uh, Jack Law's black cloak through the crowd. 
since I've like basically like jumped over him and, and overtaken him in the crowd, can I offer him a hand up? Like, hey, come on, let's, let's get out of here. So, do you have to be like to roll decks again? Get up, you sissy. Huh? 13. Alright, so you guys... Um, she then picks me up because I got <laughs> a seven. Yeah, so you guys are... You, 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 with your momentum coming through past Grim, you grab him by the arm and he stands up and you guys go running through the crowd. Um, but as you're doing that, there are crowd members saying, It was them! It was them! It was, it was they who killed the constable! The blood is on their hand! Someone capture them! The blood is literally on my yeah. right hand. Can I roll deception and start pointing in a random direction and shouting that? Absolutely, you can. <laughs> Where is Burb oh, too? No. Uh, Burb is Burb is keeping up with you guys. Burb is Burb is keeping pace with with <clears throat> y'all as you're heading through. Um, he is he has been uh, navigating this crowd for much of the evening mm. while you guys are out there, so he knows the paths and he is he is in the crowd keeping up. A limo um, pulls up, opens the door. <laughs> yeah. oh, what was that, Bryce? You rolled? I rolled an eight. Um, I'm gonna roll for the whole crowd. Okay. Uh, an eight for what persuasion? Uh, deception. Deception, which is a what skill? Charisma. A charisma skill. Uh, the crowd is not convinced. The crowd, uh, they say like, it's this man with the mask. It's he, it was, it was, he was one of them. He was one of them who killed the constable. Nay, says I. It was you. I look for who they're pointing at. <laughs> you won't convince us with your sly tricks. Granted, I just keep running. They try to press in and grab you. Um, Strength or dexterity? To, uh, am I still weaving or am I? You're, actually I well, actually, you're you're moving through. So did you mm-hmm. stop to point or what? You, you, no. Okay, we'll say you're still weaving through. That was a pretty, a, it was a pretty lazy attempt to try <laughs> to succeed at this. So you're still moving through. They don't actually get a hand on you to grab you. Um, but you guys are in the crowd. Do you want to continue moving through along with Jack? Um, are you try? Do you want to try to blend in stealth wise? Do you want to find a place to hide? Us. Um, <clears throat> They're pointing as Jack is like getting ahead of you. The two of you have kind of fallen underneath this crowd, and so they they haven't quite uh, gotten a target back on you yet. But um, Jack Law, since he is just say. so speedily moving through, they will soon be pointing at you. It is not in Grimm's character to um, his his mind is set on getting through. He would not be stealthy, so I'm going to try to just move through. Okay. So Before he does that, yeah, I'm a freaking druid. Yeah, you are. I'm going to be a war horse. Let's just plow through this crowd. Okay. Shall we? Okay. So. All right. So you're going to turn into a war horse? I'm doing it. Um, I'm doing it. Tell me how that works. <laughs> you're going to trample children. I'm a druid. Children. <laughs> I, mean, you, I mean, that's that's why I like police have horses and stuff. People just get out of the way of them. So. Hey. That makes sense. I would like, <laughs> when I see this happen, I would like to scream, move. Okay. Yep. Speed is 60. Speed is sixty, so you turn it. Let's let's get a visual on this. So Arlo, have you never seen a horse? He no, ducks. no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not ducking under your legs, and I am not poof. So, so, so you so uh, we've I've asked this about the wolf though, for, but visually, does the horse? Do you just appear as a horse, or is there like a visible anamorph transformation? I think it's like a visible transformation, but it's like fast. It's like half second. Okay, like so, if you blink, you miss it. So very quickly, as soon as Arlo grabs your hand, would you like to say anything to Grim as you grab just, his hand and turn into a horse? Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like if he's holding on to your hand. He's holding on to your hoof at this point. Uh, so you transform into a horse, and as you do that, Burb. Burb expertly, as soon as you turn into a horse, he grabs you by the neck and he goes from the ground and flips up onto 
Verb has turned out to be very, very agile. Uh, Verb is the crowd favorite. To flip onto your head. So now Verb is like wrapped himself in your mane as a war horse as you go go. barreling through this crowd. Love it. Catching up with Jack Law Grimm. How do you, do you mount? Yeah. Oh, now don't say it like that. Hey, that's what you do to a horse. You mount a horse. Uh, So Grimm, you mount uh, Arlo as a horse and you hop up and you're right behind. I have second thoughts about this. You're right behind. um, Jack, Arlo, Burb. Arlo, gosh, you're right Burb. behind Burb on his back, <laughs> and you're right, and you guys are catching up to Arlo at this point. Arlo, you, catch you, you up to Jack. Gosh, you're catching up to Jack. There's so many names, guys. I apologize. My God, they're almost catching up to yeah, me. Hopefully, the the listeners at home understand. Your intelligence um, drops when you become a horse. <laughs> uh, no, so you're catching up to Jack. No, I think it stays the same. Yeah. Jack, as you turn around, you see what color are you? <clears throat> Uh, it would be a war horse, so probably like a really dark color. So just a jet black horse? Sure, let's go okay. for it. All right, so you turn. Um, I just want to give you an opportunity to give any visual flair you'd like. Uh, so you, you turn around and see this jet black horse that was not there before. There was no horse in this courtyard, but now you see a jet black horse with Burb and Grimm holding on white knuckle style on the back of it. I want to reach my hand down and say, get on! I immediately assume Burb is the one that found this horse. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just came out of nowhere with it. Do you speak? Uh, I'm just going to keep on running, like, behind the horse. horse Alright, so the horse is rocketing past you. How is it? Okay. And you see Grim's hand is down. I double your speed. Of course you can do it. You you choose what you want to do, but I'll get on the horse. It's up to you. I don't, I'm not trying to force the horse. Do I need to roll something to you get on the You would have horse? to roll athletics. The okay, two of you would roll, I think, roll some athletics together. Oh, yeah, I rolled a five. Roll again with help. I rolled a Grimm. 15? A seven. I mean, you grabbed him. You rolled a 15. We're going to let you on this horse. It's a fun moment. So yeah, uh, you it, you almost slip. As uh, Grim's hand comes in, the horse is moving with such speed. Arlo is, is galloping so fast. <laughs> Uh, that uh, Grimm's hand almost slips as he as he grabs you Spartan handshake style and swings you up onto the back of this horse. So now the three of you, Burb ahead in the in the lead, uh, Grimm in the middle, and Jack Law on the back of Arlo, the black war horse, are rocketing through a crowd. People are screaming, Ah, oh, what is going on? This is a horse! They've transformed into a horse! They'd have been screaming louder if I was a toad. Yeah, so as you rocket pounding <laughs> over the crowd. Um... There's no way that the guards are going to keep up, but they did roll a natural 20 oh. to spy you. They see you just as you rocket out of the, 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 circ- the uh, inner circle uh, towards the Lonesome Investigative Department down that street. Uh, they see you, and they, they identify Jack Law, Grimm, and Burb on the back of a, of a black horse that they do not know as you, Arlo. Uh, but they do perceive you, and you can hear them from across the crowd saying, saying, Someone stop that horse! <clears throat> um, and you guys are rocketing towards the LID. Um, the LID, you see the building, it is on your left, it is approaching very quickly. Um, I guess roll perception again for me, just one more perception roll. 14. 17. Uh, 7. At the end of the street, Arlo um, and Grim, I would say you probably hear this as well. You can hear the the clamoring of soldiers coming down the opposite end of the street. So the street where you're heading, you can see, you can hear them kind of. They're about to turn the corner here on either side of you. Yes, on the side on the side of you are several uh, alleyways. Directly to your left is an alleyway 
that uh, is produced by a bu- the building that is next to the Lonesome Investigative Department. So you could turn left and go between the LID and some other building. I lean down to Arlo and say, to the alley on the left, go. I don't say anything, but I do that. Okay, so you make the turn. Um, your head and just twists all the way around. Yes, master. Your 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 uh, pursuers do not notice you. They they you make that turn before they're able to. With such grace. Yes, with absolute grace. You everybody Boy, leans in and holds on. Uh, Burb lets out a "Come on, friend!" <laughs> as you make the turn. Exactly. This is going to be like that scene out of Batman where they have him cornered in an alley and he flies off and the. Batcopter thing or whatever. Uh, yeah. uh, if you have a Batcopter, please do let me know <laughs> before the session. That's what I'll turn into <laughs> next time. Uh, yeah. So you guys come down this alleyway, uh, and you know that behind this alley there is a rear door to the Lonesome Investigative Department that you could get to um, if you wanted to go into the LID. There's no one else in this alleyway. It's just you and the knight. Cool. There's a, there's a night at the end of the alley. You can hear uh, N-I-G-H-D. Ah, okay. You can hear distant shouting and screaming. You can hear uh, distant um, guards saying, "Where'd they go?" We should go inside. We should. Yeah, I dismount and um, just start making my way toward the door. Hey, okay. I'm gonna be my regular old short self again. All right, so <laughs> Jack, <just falls laughs> yeah, on Jack and Burb, uh, Arlo transforms underneath you. Uh, and you guys fall to the ground uh, right behind Arlo, who stands as a as a half as an as Arlo a gnome. Mm. Um, quite a transformation to go from a three foot tall gnome to a six foot warhorse, or however big warhorses are. Yeah, but I make it look good. Yep. Uh, so you guys are now behind the LID, and you're untransformed, and there's no one within uh, your line of sight that can see you. Uh, you're free to do whatever you want, speak, whatever. I'm running through that door. Yeah, I okay. go in the door as well. So you guys come sprinting and you slam through the door um, where uh, on the other side of this door you bust through these two French doors uh, into the LID, into the hallway that you know well, being the hallway uh, that you began the game in. Um, mm. The hallway with the auditorium on the side and Corgus's office on the left side as you come in. Um and you enter, and there stands Corgus and Betty in this hallway. Um, they're having a conversation, and they turn to see you, and they both gasp. Say, there you are. Get in this office right now. They knew we were coming. I, do you actually say that? Yeah. Okay, I, I nod and mumble, yes, it appears so. And I walk in the office. I do, too. Yeah. Corgus and uh, Corgus and Betty. Did I mention Betty was there? Yep. Yeah, Corgus and Betty are standing there. Uh, Betty being the mistress of the casino. <laughs> Arlo's walking in, but he's just like his head's down. He's just like, I oh, know. Okay, so they're they're holding the door open as the three of you walk in. There there are chairs enough for all four of you now. I walk Jack in. Is the pinnacle of innocence with grim determination. <laughs> okay. Um, really? <laughs> you just did that. Corgus yep. uh, and Betty walk past you. Corgus sits down at his great wooden desk in his leather chair. Uh, and Betty stands beside him and he says, The four of you, sit down. Standing's not an option, Jack. Okay, I sit down. Because you stood last time. Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure everybody remembers that. The call back. Corgus uh, <laughs> believes Jack has this weird obsession with standing. No, I, uh, I sit down as well. Jack, I know you love the He stand. doesn't have knees. <laughs> it's right. hard for him. So he seems frustrated, but not uh, 
That was a loud car. Welcome to the town. Uh, he seems frustrated, but not livid. Uh, he seems like a, someone who has had something go wrong, but not disastrously. Uh, he sits down in his chair and he says, We receive word that you dispatched the constable, yet you do not return with our friends. What happened at the manor and why you see fit to murder the constable on his front lawn? That one was me. What do you, what do you I, mean I that was my hand and Explain hands. yourself. More than that was me. I killed the constable. That was all me. These two had nothing to do with it. Why, why did you just kill... Why did you drag the constable onto the front lawn to kill him? He ran. I didn't... I didn't drag him. Alright, let's not split hairs here. Why did you... The constable was alive when I asked you to do this thing. I have no reason. I... Felt like I should have. And so I did. Do you feel that was justified? Yes. So you're telling me you walked into the man's house, dragged him, he ran to the front lawn for no reason, and then you killed him, and this is justified. He attacked us first. I should mention that. Ah, that's important for me to know. After we freed... What are their names? Uh, Albert, Corinne... Just the last name. The Full Hearts. After we freed the Full Hearts... Oh, so they, so the Full Hearts were there? Yeah, their daughter can teleport. Through a Tele- teddy bear. They can teleport? Yes. I saw it. It's true. Well, okay. We'll 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 discuss that. Betty Betty is very intrigued by the fact that you said that the daughter can teleport. She is she is perplexed. Um, uh, Corgus says to you. He says, I, "I excuse me. Let me calm down a little bit." So he did attack you first. Yes, in his basement where he keeps illegal animals like a basilisk. Very well. We 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 were we were sure he had some some beasts uh, down there. Um, Ronald Witherbranch was a rich fool. He had unrequited love for beasts and women. Um, he was cruel, but he wasn't an evil mastermind. I'm, I, I didn't intend for you to kill the man, but it is likely we will probably be better off without him. And if he attacked you, so be it. He hit Arlo in the face with a fireball. He's, he yeah, was a... I think, yeah, I think he, he did. did. Yeah. yeah, you just took it like a man. I did. He like was. a half man. <laughs> I'm impressed, Arlo. I took it halfway. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> Not many can take a fireball to the face. Um, but uh, we, if he attacked you first, so be it. I understand. It's, we, we may be better off. And, and Betty chimes in and she says, um, Yes, despite the violence that it took to get rid of him, the city may be safer without Ronald. That is, if we can find someone suitable to replace him as constable. Gorgas. I point at him. Oh, I am absolutely not an option. I have to maintain my position here at the LID. Uh, it is a perfect position for me to remain uh, low-key here in Lonesome uh, as a member of the Servants of the Scale. I nominate Burb. Disappointing. Absolutely not. Burb, is an a- it, Burb you have been a, a, a real asset to this party, it seems, but you are, you are, not, you are not constable <clears throat> material, I'm sorry. I lean down to Arlo and I, I whisper, Burb... I like Burb too, but he can't speak in complete sentences. That's perfect for a politician. Okay. <laughs> Arlo, your political commentary while humorous is not helpful here. If you do not, if you all do not have a good suggestion, we will certainly be able Bruner. to handle this on our own. Baker. Your your, your father. Yes. Out of character, I'm going through a list of all the named people we know. No, sure. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, Betty. Corgus turns to Betty and she says. Brunner may be a, a good option. He's a trustworthy man. He was a paladin. Fought he, in several wars. 
He was a paladin, yes. Led some men. Very trustworthy man. And women, I guess. Though he's not a member of our of our community, maybe he might become one. And even still, a good man in office might be better than the cruel one we had. Uh, Corgus speaks up and he says, "Yes, that may be a good idea, and we'll 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 figure that out, out figure that out as the time comes." Thank you for the suggestion, Grim. Uh, do you think your father would be interested? Yes, but the only reason I am here is because he is not involved. <laughs> in this culling issue. I'd prefer to keep it that way. Very well. <clears throat> like I say, like we like we were saying, we, we could really just benefit from having a good man in office. Uh, but as we're talking about, as y'all are talking about that, Betty chimes in and she says, um, Corgis, if Justine, the, the their daughter, they said she could teleport. We and did. if they said she could teleport and if she can... Maybe that means they did go through with the experiment after all. What's uh, this now? That's no, 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 no. Albert, Albert of Albert of all people said he didn't want to go through with the with the experiment. I don't believe that's possible. I, uh, he said it was too risky. Surely they didn't. I transform. What are you talking about? It's not. It's not important. It's, I transform. You transformed as well. No, I. Right. I transform. transform in this very moment. Oh. I am saying I transform okay. into Demon Grimm, and I say. What's this about an experiment? They are both taken very aback by what you're doing, um, and they're surprised. Their mouths are agape a little bit, and they say, "Grim, what are you? What are you? What is? What is this?" I don't know. I it this happened for the first time today when I uh, shook Justine's hand. <laughs> Confusing. It would seem there's something strange going on. Maybe some. Maybe something similar happened to you that happened to. Justine, the Fullheart's daughter. So what is this about an experiment? We we don't have time to discuss an experiment. We just Do you have files? We don't have files I on this read. experiment. We don't have files on what was going on. We just know that, that Albert and Corinne were they, they had a pregnancy, they were pregnant with Justine, they were concerned about trying to find a way to, to better combat the council and trying to produce in uh, their unborn child further magical proficiency that they could maybe breed a, a child that was strong enough to take on these wizards of the high council but they they we all agreed that it was it was too it was too risky and the last time we saw them uh, before Justine was born they we had all agreed that it was too risky and and Albert of all people said that he did not want to go through with it um, is it something that typically happens to children or after birth we've never seen Fetus. anything like Fetai. we've never seen anything like you before I drop it I was about to say. <laughs> Just, Arlo is a little bit concerned by this whole thing. He is back way up to the back of the wall. Okay. Jack, what are you doing? You just listening? I'm sitting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're being cute this evening, eh? So, um, Betty and Corgus both uh, relax a little bit. Corgus says, Thank you, Grim. That, that was a little bit unsettling to see. I do it again. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, was it? Uh, Betty says, well, obviously they must have done something. Um, and uh, as she says that, Corgus says, I, I can't, I, we don't have time to, to figure this out. We don't certainly don't have time to explain it. It's only a matter of time before someone remembers or someone identifies that these men they saw bolting out of the, the manor grounds are the same men that they've seen gallivanting through the streets, killing doppelgangers, working for the LID. Oh, yes, they've seen my face. It's only a matter of time before they come looking for you. I'm not a shy I mean, man. 
one of you now turns into a demon. One of you is a druid that transforms into animals. We don't know if I'm a That's demon. That's normal for druid. Absol- absolutely. Yeah. And one of you wears a, a mask, for goodness sake. Do you all stick out like sore thumbs? Well, yeah. Uh, he says, we've, we've got to get you out of the city and to the mainland. You can do more good there than you can do here while we wait for word from Albert and Corinne, if it ever comes. And when Donald finds out that his brother has been killed... He'll certainly be sending someone here to investigate, if not bringing himself here. Uh, you must go to Fark on the mainland and wait for communication from me uh, to explain your or- what uh, your orders will come next. Will how, you- how will we receive that communication? Uh, I will send a messenger to you. Hmm. You will receive a message, and I will. Uh, <clears throat> it will. It will uh, contain the servants of the scale symbol, so you will know that it's authentic. Cool. Can you include information about the experiment? Any uh, you gather. Grim, what I'm trying to explain is I don't know I don't know what they were intending to do. I, I don't have. But if you any... speak to them again, certainly. If I learn anything, I will tell. I will try to tell you something about it. Uh, now, I, I got something I just want to throw in there. Absolutely, Arlo. We are short on time. I wanted to say Burb has been a part of this thing. Can we make him official before we head back to the mainland? How would you suggest we do so? Can we put him on the payroll? Burb, would would you like to be a servant of the scale? Uh, Burb stands up, pokes out his chest, tucks his stolen gold behind his back. <laughs> Says uh, payroll. <laughs> he, he, he look, yeah, he looks around uh, at the three of you and he says... I'm not in him. Payroll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so with that, Corgus grabs another LID badge from in his drawer, kicks it on the, uh, the little embosser thing that he has under his desk and he hands it to Burb. And Burb gets his very own Lonesome Investigative Department badge with the Secret Ooh. Servants of the Scale logo on the back side of it. How come his badge is bigger than mine? It's not bigger, Arlo. Okay. You're, you're, <laughs> we're running out of time. Do you want to die here in the city or do you want to escape? No, let's leave. Uh, yeah, we better leave. Burb takes his, uh, his, his emblem, his uh, necklace badge and puts it on and like shimmies around with it and he says, Burb, come on, friend. <laughs> um... And let's see, let's see, let's see. He says, all right, so I need all of you to escape the city, make it to Fark. It, you, if you've never been, it's the, first, it's the first large settlement after you get to the mainland. In Fark, I need you to wait for communication from me, and in the meantime, you cannot stop being servants of the scale. You must try to do good wherever, wherever you can find good to be done. And Betty, as he's speaking, she raises a finger and she says, wait just a moment. Arlo. Where did you find that staff? That was what I was going to address before. We have more to the mystery of the missing person, which is my master. Now, this staff was found... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your master? That staff belongs to Briar. Yeah. So you're Briar's mysterious, mysterious Padawan. Well, I am mysterious. (laughs) You're Briar's mysterious protege. Star Wars like in my secret. blood. Um, you, he, we, we knew that. He, let me explain something to you. Uh, Briar was a servant of the scale with us, but he disagreed on our methods. See, we, we've taken a more systematic approach at trying to upheave the council. Where, as he just decided that he wanted to go out and do good among the land, and surely you know this if you were his protege. Wait a minute. When was he here? It was about a, about a month ago, maybe maybe a few months ago. Oh, um, he arrived, but he was only here for a brief moment. 
Um, he came and visited us, visited us. Apparently, he was on the mainland, and he had spent some time foiling the hunts of, of Ronald with a wrench. You know, he hunted the beasts, yeah, the basilisk yeah. and whatnot. He had apparently been foiling his hunts and causing a great deal of trouble. And when he came to Lonesome, uh, Ronald Witherbranch and his guards sought him out and told him that if he didn't leave Lonesome and, and, and leave this region entirely, that they would that they would kill him and they would find anyone he cared about and they would kill them too. Well, I found this staff in the bedroom of one Mr. Witherbranch. Witherbranch must have taken it. Mm. Mm. I'm glad you killed him. When's the last time you saw Master Briar? Like I said, it was that time he came to visit uh, a few months ago. Uh, the last, the last we saw of him, he had he was walking across the Great Bridge to the mainland. But uh, did he know that you were here? No, I was going to meet him here. Oh, very well. I wasn't here yet. But he knew, but he knew that you would be here. He, he, knew he assumed be here. that you would be here. So I imagine he couldn't have gone far. Maybe he is also in far. All right, boys, let's go. Um. So Betty says. If you can find Briar, we we actually truly do miss him. Um, if you Arlo's up, like he's working his yeah. way out the door. Arlo, we, we 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 wish you luck on finding him, but Jack, Burb, now, <laughs> Grim, and Arlo, we we need you to 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 focus as well on being good. Do good in this world. Restore the balance that's been upheaved. You must do good wherever you find it to be done. Corga says, absolutely, that's what we do. That is the general purpose. It Burb's is my huge, plan. huge sack of gold just falls off his lap into the floor. No, he's, he, it's attached <laughs> well. He says, all right, get to Fark. Uh, and like I said, get to Fark, wait for communication from me, and do good. And then he says, all right, everyone, get out of here. Because if you're here any longer, I don't want you here whenever the whenever Donald or whoever he sends to investigate comes so I can call you degenerates and rogues and rebels. Hey, now. It's for the reporters, Arlo. Don't worry. Can I take the name Rebel? I don't want to be a degenerate. I'll be a degenerate. I'm going to call you whatever I please to make it seem like I hate you because you have disowned LID and killed the person that we serve, quote unquote. Now go! Well, that's fair. <clears throat> he, I leave. Yeah, he is ushering you out and he shuts the door behind you. Bye, Betty. Corgis. She knocks on the door and says, Goodbye, Grim. Corgis. He's, he cracks the door. What, Arlo? You, you don't really hate us, do you? Of course I don't hate you. You're, you're servants of the scale. You're my brethren. I need your help. Oh, I, I, just want to, I grab Arlo's shoulder. Come on, let's go. I just want to make sure you don't get killed. And Graham, he, Graham, he, Corgis, Corgis looks to Jack, who's been silent this whole time. Uh, as Jack is leaving, kind of, I assume maybe you're, you're just moseying along with him. He says, Jack, keep this party straight, please. I will do my best, Corgis. And he slams the door. Is that old lady at the window? Hmm? Is that old lady at the window? Uh, it's pretty late at night. She's not there tonight. Good. <laughs> Grim, Grim does not like her. Okay. I make mention to the other party members that since I quit my job as a butcher, I guess I am a degenerate rebel rogue. Am I not? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. At least he won't be telling lies about me. So he's mm. talking about you then. Not <laughs> I, I, understand. I thought he was talking about all of Guilt, Guilty by association, Arlo. As you guys are speaking and walking towards the door, Burb, uh, or wherever you're going, Burb is like kind of almost like bounce stepping and holding his badge. And he heard he he doesn't know what degenerate means, so he says degenerate <laughs> as he's stepping. Uh, so what do you guys do? Wait, you say that in my voice? Mm-hmm. Cool. That's the first thing Burb has said that I've said. Yeah. 
course, so, it's degenerate. But <laughs> you guys, you guys know that the only way out of the city and off the Isle of Flame and to the mainland is over the Great Bridge, and you know where that is. Um, we're not going to go through the minutia of every building you pass to get there, um, but if you decide to go there, I'll tell you how it's possible. Yeah, that's that was my. I say we head for the bridge. I was going to leave out the back door. Okay, so you guys, leave, everybody, leaving out the back door. Yeah. I assume. The alleyway where we came in. Okay, so you guys enter the alleyway. Dark horse is waiting. It is is decision time. Um, I imagine you are likely wanting to do a stealth mode, but if you would like to cut a swath to the mainland... You may sure you may die. I don't know, but uh, you it's it's up to you. However you want to do it. If you want to turn into a bird and fly in there, I'm just he can't do that yet. Can't okay. do that yet. You're not strong enough. Um, <coughs> are the buildings? Can we jump across roof to roof? You could get a good ways. You could probably get to the slums by doing that. I do that. Okay, so you want to climb? What's between here and the uh, bridge? So you guys are really kind of the center of the city at the the, the wealthiest district. Um, the the bridge is to your southwest, so you've probably got a mile or two of travel between you and the bridge. You mean like what landmarks are between here? And there's a um, like marketplace or. Um, from here, you you could. Or is it just like? It's pretty much houses, buildings, fine, like fine. There's nothing. There's no big landmarks that you would notice going past. Um, unless you want to make a stop for something like a market or anything. I take off my mask and my hat and my cloak and I put it in my bag. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, down the street. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that would be reasonable. Graham, who's that guy following us? Arlo, do you really not know? Frank? Is his name Frank? Lord. Arlo, <laughs> listen. I am not a stealthy man. I take the direct approach more often than not. I feel it is best for me to be up high, where if someone does see me, I can at least have a slight buffer. Um, so I'm going to climb uh, these buildings and leap like Bur- a madman. Burb says, up high. Burb, are you coming? Up high. And he steps toward you. All right. What are you going to do? I'm just going to start making my way through the crowd. Just casually. Okay. Okay. Alright, we, we can do that. <laughs> um, I didn't run into the alley. <laughs> that's true, a horse did. A horse did, that's true. But everybody saw you run through the crowd and everything. Everybody <clears throat> noticed your little gnome self coming out of that manor. Everybody? You ran through a crowd of like a couple hundred people. Like a boss. And then you turned into a giant horse. That was pretty awesome too, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Do you still you continue? You want to confidently walk out into the? Just I'm not really confidently, just casually. Just I'm peak? just like okay. joining in with the crowd. Just yeah. Okay. Do you alter your appearance in any way? Um, I'd probably take my hat off. That's like my only defining kind of feature. So. Kind of defining. Did anybody see the staff? Oh yeah, I had that on my back. It's like twice the size. Yeah, you're of carrying you. a pretty big staff. It is a flag. It's I'm going to position. Grim, can yes. you take this from me? It's very important you do not lose this. I take it from them. <laughs> Just, okay. yes, I can. Don't lose it. I will not. I will eat you. It, I would give you indigestion. We both know this. It'd be worth it. And I Don't put, lose it. I, I put <laughs> the, the back and it's missing. I put the thing on my, uh, my back. Where cool. is it? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Magic um, it away. 
Like house and castle. Never trust money from a prison wallet. So <laughs> we're going to deal with this pretty quickly of you getting across the city. Um, by the time we've had this conversation, most of the crowds have kind of died down. As to the only people really looking for you at this point are the guards. Um, I want to kind of stay like eagle eye lookout on those two, Arlo okay. and, and Jack. I want to sure. like follow them, but from the roof. Okay. So do you roll an athletics check? I guess get up to the roof. Burb is going to do the same thing. Hey, 15. Um, Burb, would you like to help Burb? He gets halfway up the top to the top of the re- relatively tall building next to you and, and yeah, I imagine, starts to struggle. I imagine I like like lift him up and, and help him get on the building first, and then I start climbing up after him. And so when I see him get stuck, I just like grab him and like put him on the oh, put him on back. yourself. Okay, yeah, so he grabs onto you. Um, so you, got, you are now at the top of this building next to you. Arlo, you walk into the street... And let's see. Just um, 1986 starts playing. I, I don't think that's the name of that song. But. Okay, so you're walking through the street. Can't keep my hands to myself. And nobody is noticing you as of now. Oh, it is late at night. Many people have gone to bed. Many people have gone frightened to their bed knowing that murderers are on the loose and they're mostly guards patrolling the streets right now. But you don't currently see any guards. They are making rounds elsewhere. Um, Jack, you don't look really anything like who ran through who everybody saw, so I'm not going to really impose any disadvantage or any penalty on you for walking through the streets. You just kind of walk through the streets into wherever you're going. To my you. hands in my pockets, not like behind my back as well. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I assume probably not to be super suspicious as a super late at night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, things are, are... I'm going towards the housing district anyway. Of course. Looks like I'm going home. Yeah, so nobody really bothers you. You make it towards the edge of the city, and you can kind of see the, the gate. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to best handle Arlo, who is walking around without a disguise. I guess you took away your staff. You're a little gnome fella. You, so you ran can, through pretty quickly. You could make him roll stealth and compare that to their passive perceptions. Sure. And you then can do that. Yeah, Josh, will you roll a stealth for me? Sure. I know you're not choosing stealth, but we'll use it as a mechanic to... Which, passive perception is 10 plus their wisdom modifier, and if they're proficient in perception, you add proficiency bonus as well. Well, let's see. That's going to beat their passive perception, so you are able to to best any guards on their way there. You're able to slip in and out of the alleyways. Grim, what was your original uh, athletics roll? 15. All right, so 15 is good enough to let you bound across buildings. None are too terribly far apart. It's not like we're leaping 60 feet or anything, but like across streets and stuff, you're able to hop, and eventually the buildings get shorter and shorter. You're running across. You stop running across these stone roofs and start running across thatch roofs, and eventually you drop down into the slums as uh, Jack walks past you, and, and Arlo kind of meets up with Jack, and the three of you are in the slums looking out towards the great gate to the to the um, do, 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 the great bridge to the bridge uh, and out of the city uh, and by now the sun is coming up it's taken you guys a little while well, okay thanks man I appreciate it is it not no problem is there, the bridge is going to be more safe for us to cross as far as being noticed uh, the, we're about. I'm about to set set up a, rel, a a scene for you of what's going on. What was your your question? Of? He gave him his staff back. Is it? I mean, I had it with me anyway. If we're traveling together, they'd notice. 
Gotcha. Um, but no, that's a good point. You guys are currently concealed in the slums. Nobody's looking for you out here. Word may not even reach the slums that's what, what's going on. Um, certainly the people of the slums, you guys are kind of are around these in these kind of throngs of people who are waking up. Uh, the world is waking up now. It's taking you a while to kind of sneak across the city. Um, it's maybe two miles as the crow flies, but not necessarily whenever you're walking in and out of streets and stuff. Uh, and from the slums in kind of a concealed position where no one's really looking at you, you can see uh, a few hundred feet off the great stone gate that leads to the great bridge. Um, you can see that this gate is about 30 feet tall of, of stone. It's got two big stone doors that open toward the, the bridge. On either side of that uh, gate there are, is a tower, so a tower on each side of the gate which is about 10 feet taller than the height of the doors. Um, inside uh, each of those towers is a guard um, with a bow, with a long bow, it looks like. Uh, but at the gate, you can see that there is a line forming, a line of people who are trying to get across the bridge, but the gate is closed. Um, so roll perception for me. Hmm. Let's see. Three. Fourteen. You don't hear much. Fourteen. What is that? Thirteen. So, Arlo, since you had the highest roll, we'll say you're able to pick up just a little bit. Um, You can hear angry shouting. You can hear people saying, like, open up the gate. I've got got a business to run here. I've got money to make. Um, But you can hear the faint shouts of a guard back towards the crowd saying, no one's getting through the gate until we catch the constable's murderers. Murderers. Um, you hear that, and you can hear the people are getting antsy, and the line is building up. There's several carts in this line full of goods. There are several just people on foot in this line. But also at the front of the line, at the gate, you can see what looks like a, a, a kind of a, a pack of guards. But on top of those guards, so there's, you see three guards at the gate, but you also see four frustrated-looking orcs standing there as well. And to the right of the gate, kind of catty-cornered in front of the right tower, you can see a cart that you recognize that typically the orcs in, in the army drive around when they call people or uh, when they cart each other around. You can see a cart that has two horses attached to it. Uh, but patrolling the front of this gate and shouting at people to get back and to, to go home, go back to their homes, we're not opening the gate until the murderers are caught, are three guards and four orcs. Um, on either side, all of you can see this, on either side of those two towers. Uh, so the way that this gate kind of happens, you're still high above the ocean. Uh, the Isle of Flame is, is about 200 feet of, of cliffs on all sides. Um, and you can see that on the other side of this gate to the bridge is this bridge that also is 200 feet above the ocean. And on either side of the gate, you can see a smaller, about three foot tall stone barrier that would keep things from rolling off the cliff, and um, and it kind of tapers out. So the city is on this big mass of land, and where the gate begins, it kind of tapers down to where this gate is at. If that makes sense. Funnels down, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly, okay. exactly that. Uh, and you can you can even hear the the crash of the waves below, and over there in the the great expanse between the two continents, you can see birds flying and. Um, other than a dead constable, it seems to be a relatively normal day in the world. Hmm. So I'm just trying to visualize, like, is this bridge, like, super high up off the water? It or? is, about 200 feet off the water. The Dang, entire okay. island is... Yeah. Up. yeah. <clears throat> Cliffs of Dover style, this whole island. Dang, okay. Do you tell us this? 
Uh, yes. Well, I kind of hear. I guess theirs isn't too far behind mine. I guess I can kind of like you know nudge somebody, like indicate, hey, what's going on up here? So. Are you talking like a, a commoner? No, 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 like like you said, I noticed this. I guess I'm just like you know ribbing these guys. I'm like, hey, sure. what's, yeah. letting them know. I'm indicating. Okay, so he points these style. things out to you. Jack looks like he's about to be sick. He takes his mask back out of his bag and he puts it back on. He seems like definitely relieved. He puts okay. his hat back on and his cloak. Jack, you all right? Yeah, it's just smells of the city get to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's understandable. I like good country air myself. Country air. I have I have a plan. <laughs> Just you wait, Burb. Gentlemen and Burb. Burb, you will be known as a gentleman from now on. Gentleman from now Sorry. Gentle from now, from now on. <laughs> gentleman from now on. Burb, that's not what I said. Drinking a little Burb, bit. Burb looks up at the three of you and says, Stroke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grim. Get back to it. I'm sorry. You see those horses over there, Jack? Yes. I could cause a distraction on the left side and uh, draw attention to myself, and you could get onto the cart and steer the horses into the orcs. It's a big stone gate behind the orcs. Yes. Made of stone. Yes. I'd be driving a horse made of horse. No, <laughs> not into them, in, in, into their side, not directly on toward the I gate, see. into their side, to uh, knock them out or kill them, and then we would open the gate. And Avanti, out of here. Uh, excellent plan, but inversely, uh, our local druid has the ability to make large clouds of fog. This is true. We could at least see if the gate can be opened from the front. Perhaps we could tell them that someone has managed to slip through, and they will open the gate in a panic to see who has made it past their defenses. Hmm. If we get the gate open, maybe all these people can get about their business. And we'd get lost in the ensuing chaos. Indeed. Chaos. Yes. Remember that <laughs> word, Burb. Uh, I was I'm getting a little bit worried about who you're hanging out with, Burb. Who I'm hanging out with. And he, he points, he gives, he motions <laughs> to all of y'all. Um, gentlemen. To the, yeah. <laughs> they call me a gentleman. Uh, so you're, I want to think of anything I didn't describe to you. There's also, obviously, there's doors in these towers to get through to the tower. Like, get up there. Oh, I'm going to defenestrate one of them men if it comes to it. <laughs> okay. Watch your language. I roll for defenestration. <laughs> okay. Um, Alright, so y'all are still discussing, so. Indeed. Uh, so what do you think? Fighting seven, nine people would be, <clears throat> well, fighting six men and three orcs? Four, four orcs fours. and three men. But it's five men because it's two archers. Yeah, five men. Yeah, so sorry. Fighting, f- fight, well, fighting three men and four orcs while dodging two archers would be a bit of a challenge. Um, I think your plan has a greater chance of success, Jack. It's worth a shot. Arlo? I'm all down for it. The longer you speak as well, the angrier this crowd is. The bigger the line is getting at the gate and the angrier the crowd is getting. You can hear shouts and people like, saying, hey, open the gate! Sorry. All right. Cool. So we're doing this. Yes. Yes. We're fogging this cloud up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. How far is my fog cloud? 20 feet radius, I believe. It is a 20 foot radius. So, so 40 feet. 
I gotta get. I gotta get closer, don't I? Mm-hmm. Gotta get within yeah, twenty feet. Y'all are several hundred feet away. <clears throat> okay. Y'all are uh, observing from a, an elevated position the scene. Can I? It's part of my thing. I can make a, a loud noise. Press the digitation. No, it's minor illusion. Minor illusion. It's, it's a gnomish thing. Okay. Yeah. Can you make it come from the other side of the gate? Yeah, I was going to say, can I do like a loud, like, boom, boom, like banging on the other side of the gate? How far can you do that away? Uh, it's 30 feet away. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to walk towards, like, this crowd gathered at the gate. Oh, you're saying if you were in 30 feet, could you do it from, like, if it was banging on the other yeah, side? Yeah, and then, yeah, like, absolutely. bang, on, like, bang on the other side of the gate to get everybody's attention. Absolutely. Where everybody's looking that way. You can make it sound like an orc on the other side shouting, someone's gotten through. Uh, I think it's just, like, a simple sound. I just make a sound. So, I don't know. I made the sound of soldiers last time. So. Yeah. Well, not last time. It's been a minute. I think it might be hard for, if it says sound, I feel like it's speech a full sentence might be difficult yeah but maybe the the sounds of a shouting orc might be more reasonable <laughs> I, just try, I, I just want to stay within the the the, the scope of the spell cool. but I mean, yeah i was just going for a loud okay loud knock like my god what made this? No, no, wait if you create a sound its volume can range from a whisper to a scream it can be your voice someone else's voice okay. a lion's roar a beating of drums or any other sound you choose there you go so it's sound okay. the sound continues unabated throughout the duration or you can make discrete sounds at different times before the spell ends it lasts for a minute mm-hmm. so you could speak I could yeah, but you want to do loud noise just a loud um, like a huge knock like there right. is a troll on the other side of this thing knocking on this door okay so you're going to just are you going to walk into this crowd of people Yep, and just as soon as I get within range, just massive knock on the other side of the door. Honestly, all I'm trying to do is just distract people so they're looking that way and then cast Fog Cloud. Okay. Uh, as you do this and you're walking through the crowd, there are several people in the crowd starting to, the closer you get, saying, like, Hey, what gives you the right to get to the front of the line? We've been waiting here all morning. I'm starting to get angry. All right, so you make it within 30 feet and you run. These people are definitely getting upset. Um, but before they're able to get upset with you enough to, to freak out or anything, you're able to make it close to the gate and you, uh, is there any sort of hand motions or you just like stand there and this happens? No, cause it's like, um, an innate kind of known thing. Okay. I think I just make it happen. All right. So yeah. on the other side of the gate, you hear they, there's a, a loud knocking sound, a loud thudding on the other side of the gate. Um, and... Uh, it's not hard to hear, so the the orcs and the guards turn around and they say, <clears throat> the orcs you can hear say, What's going on on the gate? Someone on the other side? Fog lab. <coughs> uh, One of them coughed. They uh, have allergies. Okay, so re- tell me the radiuses of fog cloud. Fog cloud, it's a 30 foot radius. No, 20 foot radius, sphere of fog, centered on a point within range, legate. Okay. All right, so... Actually, just on this side of the gate. That's what we're going for, right? Sure. So, so when you cast Fog Clouds, you're about thir- you're in the crowd of people, 30 feet in front of the gate. The, the crowd of people are also now shouting, What's going on? There's someone... You've let someone through. We're supposed to be able to get through. How is someone on the other side? Everyone's upset. Um, Jerry Seinfeld is in the crowd. <laughs> uh, and... Whenever you cast Fog Cloud, your fog envelops the all the personnel on the ground. So the three men on the ground and the four orcs are enveloped. And the guards in the towers above are saying, What's going on down there? Where's this fog come from? Someone's casting magic. The murderers are here. Arlo's just kind of like moving over to the side. Like, it's, I imagine let's like do 
ends, two doors, two whatever's at the gate is hinged to, I'm moving over towards like the far side. When, okay, are you trying to do that stealthily? I'm just trying to get out of the way. Like there's a crowd of people there or something. So I'm just trying to. Yeah, they're not they're not quite pressing in yet. I'm just um, like moving with the people. Yeah. Okay. Um, can the people at the front of the crowd see the gate now that the fog is up? Uh, no, the, the the gate cannot really be seen. You can see the top of the gate, but the fog has enveloped the rest of Arlo. So you're moving into the fog. Well, I I cast the fog like amongst all the goings okay. on there at yeah. the gate. So I'm just like as the people are like dispersing, moving around, whatever. I'm just trying to like be with the people. Okay. Whenever the fog happens, I'm gonna run up to the left door as as close as I can get to that. Okay. I'm gonna need. Are you going to try to do that stealthily? <clears throat> okay. So they, the guards see you. That's fine. Doing that. The guards shout, Oi! There's one of the murderers there! And I'm going to, while this is happening, I'm going to shout to the crowd, Hey, the gate is open. Put, uh, I'm shouting. I can't do it myself, yeah, though. Sure. I'm shouting that the gate is open. They just need to push through. Okay. <laughs> um, roll a persuasion for me. Uh, can persuasion? I, yeah. Uh, 11. Can I lend to that? Like, hey, the gate is open! Yeah, roll, yeah. roll advantage for that one. 12. Right. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm giving the crowd disadvantage to beat your roll because call. they want oh. to do this. They want yeah. to get through the gate. Um, and you succeed. So the crowd has now, has now accepted your plea to, they say, They've let someone through. They're just trying to hold us back. They want to keep us down. And so the, <laughs> so the crowd is now pushing pushing into the gate and pushing, like, carts are now trampling and trying to push into the, the gate. And they're walking over the guards. And you can hear Orc saying, Oh, what the hell going on up there? Oh! And there's guards on the ground saying, What is going on? Somebody shoot whoever's out there doing this. Um, but I am going to need everybody to roll initiative. Um, I'm a... Okay. 20! <laughs> you sure we couldn't have leveled up, Keith? I'm sure. That would have been a 5 if we had leveled up. Uh, Arlo, what'd you roll? 20. Natural? No, I got a 19 plus 1. Okay. Drim? Drim? Grim. 4. Jack? 23. 23. Um, <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> um, bear with us, folks, as I get the, um... As I get the initiative order rolled up. As we initiate initiative... We need elevator music. We do. We do need some elevator music. Soothing elevator music. What's the time on this video so far? About an hour. Right. We are yeah. really probably going to stop it here before this situation begins. Um, I'm just want to get the initiative set up. So, folks, I know this episode was a little combat light, mm -hmm. but we had some story stuff go on. We had some. Uh, we're we're pushing towards the the next thing to happen. Uh, so we want to thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I've got initiative order set up. So if you're binge watching, you're about to listen to this combat. If you're not, it'll be a week. <laughs> but, combat. She's uh, coming. Uh, we will see you in the next 
episode, please be sure to write us a review if you like this show. Uh, if you like us, be sure to follow us at, on Twitter at Tank Media Games. I tweet on behalf of Tank Media Games. If you have any questions or anything, be sure to tweet at us or send us an email at tankmediagames at gmail.com. And, of course, if you really love the show and you want to be able to participate financially by giving us maybe a dollar per month or anything like that, you can go to patreon.com slash tankmedianetwork. And we will see you in the next episode. We love you very much. Uh-huh.